I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. And today we're going to do a fun game of green flags versus red flags in friendships. So we've seen a lot of people doing this trend for relationships or what to look out for in a partner. We thought it'd be fun to, you know, do the friendship route because we're the Already Friends podcast. Absolutely. Before we do that, we're going to catch up, do our peaks of the week, and then share all of our juicy, maybe slightly controversial, funny, silly, some deep, some lighthearted flags that we've either just seen trending online or we did a little research on Google to see some funny ones. So we'll get into it. Or the juiciest of all, personal experiences. (laughs) Personal experiences. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Life lessons always slapping us in the face at all times. What have you been up to? Anything exciting? I didn't want to just be redundant with like what I've been up to. So I thought maybe I would throw myself under the bus and talk about how I've actually watched a little bit of TV over the month of January, (laughs) which is exceptionally out of character for me. Like if you guys know, I didn't have a TV from age 16 until I moved in with Clay. And even Clay and I's first year, he just had his like gaming TV in another room. But I think it was like last year for Black Friday. He got a TV and I caved. I'm like, okay, we can find, we can have a TV in the living room. So this is like brand new to me. Like I've seen literally nothing that anyone has ever talked about. And I don't know, this month, I don't know if it was seasonal depression kicking in or <laughs> if I was finally breathing or what, but I watched a few things. It's kind of nice. I'd be it's like making nice. TikToks and like have my candles lit and maybe be like stretching and like throw something on in the background. Mm-hmm. But I'm already, I'm already over it. I'm, I literally told Clay, I was like, put a parent protection password controlled thing. I only cut that thing off at midnight. Mm-hmm. This is a suck. But with all that, I watched Game Changers. Okay. It's about... I thought it was going to be about how athletes eat meat and I'm plant-based. So I was like, you know, it'd be good to provide like some other perspective. No, it was about how all of these athletes switched to a plant-based diet and how they immediately like started going to the Olympics and winning in their boxing matches and all of this stuff. So it was kind of funny, very interesting. <laughs> you thought so if anyone wants getting one <laughs> yeah. side of the story and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, this is just validating my exact thoughts. <laughs> Confirmation bias at its finest. But it was really interesting. 
So I don't really know much of the science behind why I chose to go plant-based. It was more for like the animal ethics and just kind of like being freaked out for me. So it was really knowledgeable to watch this and be like, oh, there's other reasons and more scientific versions to go with it. So watch that. Then I also watched this docu-series called Unwell. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of that one. Had not heard of the first one, but that one sounds familiar. They take like a wellness practice each episode mm-hmm. and then really dive into it and like demystify it, have someone who's more from say like the spiritual community versus the scientific community kind of hash it out and how it can be healthy. And then when it gets taken too far, like there was one on ayahuasca, one on bee sting therapy. Oh, bee sting therapy. Yes. I've yeah. seen that to okay. treat Lyme disease. Yes. That's everything it was about. It's crazy. It mind blowing. Um, One about water fasting where you only drink water for like 30 days. And apparently it's like not to lose weight. It's to like reset your entire system, like a major detox. And it's like cured cancer and all of these things that people had. It was very interesting docuseries. Um, and then what was the third thing I watched? We'd have to watch that. That actually sounds really good. I kind of felt like I, it was like podcasty type mm-hmm. information. Oh, What the Health. That was also a good one. I haven't seen that one, but that sounds good. And then the last one is a little less informational. I started watching Euphoria. Oh my gosh. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I'm just not that type of TV watcher. Same. I literally, that's funny that you just tried to watch it too because I tried to watch it this week and I watched the first episode. I'm like, this is so depressing. So much. Yeah. And it's like really graphic. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Okay. You saw the TikToks of, you know, like trying to dress like the Euphoria characters. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what I thought Euphoria was going to be, but it was not, not what it was. (laughs) It's not a little cute fashion show in high school. Because like the last show everyone was talking about was like Emily in Paris, which was like cutesy and lighthearted. Yeah. So I think I was literally thinking that it would be people dressing cool. We were just (laughs) talking about this, like me and Chris and Logan at dinner. I was like, yeah, I tried to watch Euphoria and it's just like, makes me sad because like that is just, I don't know. I was like, it's just so depressing if that's someone's actual life. And they're like, well, you like those like superhero movies and shows and like, I don't know, people fight and kill people in those. Like, isn't that depressing? I'm like, but that's not real. Like, like, I don't know. Yeah, euphoria see both sides, is very real like, feeling. Yeah, people actually have drug addictions at like 16 years old and do drugs and like t- yeah, lie to their parents. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm empathizing too much with the parents. I'm like, imagine having a kid who you sent to rehab and they come back and they're using someone else's pee to test negative for a drug test. Like, I think I was also feeling a little bit seen because I used to lie to my parents like that, just about drinking though, and would deny it to the day I died. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is what they went through. It's really sad from the parents' side and the siblings. Yeah. And I have a little sister and in yeah. it, she has a little sister. And my sister's like more well-behaved and saw me being like a bad kid. I was like, this hits too deep. I got to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't get through. Maybe if I try a few more episodes, because I want to watch it too, because yes, everyone's talking about it. It's every pop culture reference trend. Mm, every so I song. Wanna under- yeah, I want to understand it, but it's a lot. I'm really taking on all the emotions of everybody in that show. I'm like, oof, this is a lot. Last thing on it, and please tell me I'm not alone in this. Like, I didn't realize literally every reference on TikTok was like coming from Euphoria. Like, I knew a lot of them were, but then I would like hear a song or there would be a scene and I was like, wait, that sound is from this clip. Like, I didn't even (laughs) realize like the extent of how much was coming from this show. Right. No, it's literally all over TikTok. It's every sound. Like, bitch, you're my soulmate. It's like, that's one. There's like, there's like literally... Literally every single trending sound is from Euphoria. I don't it's know crazy. either. And so like click on it and then it's like a little fan edit. And I'm like, oh, there's another one. There it is again. But actually you can kind of tell with some of them that uh, they keep playing that labyrinth music. The music's really good. If we're going to say good yeah. things, the soundtrack is incredible. You can kind of like and hear the acting. it from that. Yeah, the acting's really good. Yes. We love Zendaya. I love Zendaya. She's great. So. Did you ever see Dune? <laughs> I watched half of it and fell asleep. I need to finish oh. it because I know you love it. And I'm like, Allison's seen it twice in theaters. I need to finish this movie. <laughs> like, It's so good. It's so weird. I hardly like think about things I've watched, but I think about Dune every day. Like this probably yeah. goes back to me wanting to be in the desert. But when I, every day when I'm in, or every time I'm in yoga and Shavasana, which is where you just like lay down, I like transport into Dune. Like that's where like my mind and body goes is into the desert in that movie, like hearing the music and being warm. (laughs) 
Well, isn't it weird to think about the year 10,000? Because isn't it in the year 10,000 something? Yeah, like very far in the future. Like we're only in 2022. And like 2,000 years ago was like BC or BCE. Yeah. It's called. And we're, that is so far away in my head. Like, can you imagine the year one? Like, no, I can't even imagine it. So like that's 2,000 years ago. Now imagine going 8,000 years in the future. That's just weird to me. Yeah. And with the rate that things are like moving so much faster, we're learning so much. Yes. Like, you know, back the year from year one to year 100 was probably the exact same. But now from 2022 to 2122, it's going to be astronomically different. Uh, Yeah. This book that I'm reading, Humankind, that I mentioned in the last episode, he literally says like, pretend it's a day. And, you know, at 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m., like just imagine from like 12.01 a.m. to 11.59 p.m., it's a day. Civilization started farming at 11.58 p.m. Like, so in the whole scheme of the world, like we literally started civilization two minutes before the end of the day. And that's that started like 15,000 years ago. So like, yeah, you're so right. Even in the last 10 years, we've got the iPhones. We've done so much with technology. And like even before that, like farming and like making civilizations was the biggest leap we've done. So it's just like, what in the world? Like what a time to be alive. I know. It's freaky. To be in the TikTok era. Hmm. I know. It's, Here we are. Speaking of this world, Instagram is so stimulating and overwhelming. I'm so over it. Like I know that when I go on TikTok and we talked about this all the time, I'm just gonna bring it up one more time. Just gonna hit it real Please hard. Please do. I love it. But like (laughs) when I go on TikTok, I'm expecting videos. When I go on Instagram, I just want to like scroll and see pretty pictures. And I am so overstimulated by the app. I think it's going to be the end. I could not agree more. I'm like the aggressiveness tone that is used on Instagram. I don't like it on Instagram. I don't yell at me on TikTok. That's fine. You're right. Because you go in. A huge part of it is because when you're going to watch TikToks, it's kind of like watching Netflix. Like you kind of set aside time because it's loud. Like the videos you kind of have to like pay attention and you're reading. You don't usually like when you're waiting in line for coffee, like get on TikTok. But you do get on Instagram to just like, oh, I just kind of want to click through some stories or like see what a few people are up to. And it's supposed to be like little short bursts. Yes. Yeah. And then like Netflix is more of like, okay, I'm going to be on it for an hour. Yeah. And so when I get on Instagram and people are shouting and doing too much. (laughs) On reels. Yes. Right in my face when I open the app. Yeah. Because you can like, when you're around other people, you like check Instagram. You don't like check TikTok while you're at dinner. No. Very different. Yeah. It's exactly what you said. It's like, I'm going on this app with the intention to like listen and like see what these videos are doing. Instagram, I'm visual. I just visually want to see some things and like throw some likes people's way. But now I'm getting on and it's like the, the first three posts are reels. And I'm like, I can't, I close out the app immediately. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, so then how are people even seeing my pictures? Like, how are people seeing my posts? I don't see anyone's posts anymore. I just see reels. I have to refresh it like four times for it to actually refresh. If I try to refresh it, it just keeps reloading the reel. I'm like, no, I'm going to refresh until there's photos. (laughs) I just want photos. (laughs) And I don't want to know how to style an outfit for my body type. Like, that is where I go to TikTok or YouTube. Like, I don't need that here. I know. It's so annoying. You're right. It's the demise of Instagram because Instagram's trying to be everything and you can't be everything. You have to be good at one thing. Yeah, that's funny you say that. I just saw TikTok that was saying like, Instagram has always just stolen other people's ideas just because they want to be the number one. Like they stole stories from Snapchat Mm -hmm. and they stole IGTV from YouTube and now they stole reels from TikTok. But it's like, okay, now you're like doing all of that, but now you're not even good at just one thing. Like if they just Because people don't even know where to look. Yes. And then you have like the you have the guides, which they're like stealing from people trying to have blogs and yeah. Pinterest. And so then people are just overstimulated. I like go to people's profiles and I'm like, I don't even know where to find the content that I'm looking for. Like, is it a link in your bio? Is it going to be saved to a story highlight? Is it in one of your reels? Is it in one of your captions? Is it going to be a carousel of text that I should save? It's so confusing. And so like, yeah, as you said, how do you know, how do people even finding your stuff? Like, I don't even know how I have likes anymore. No, I know. I, I literally think that because <laughs> I, I've always been the person I'm like, I'm going to throw likes people's way. If they're liking my stuff, like I'm going to put it back out. But now I like physically cannot because I go to my my feed <laughs> and it's just reels. I'm like, I'm not doing this today. <laughs> Instagram. I'll catch you tomorrow. Like you better have pictures next time I come back on because I am not doing this. <laughs> I know. You literally have to like look up the person's name. And then I find myself on people I love, like going to their page. I'm like, oh, cool. I missed your last seven posts. So I'll just like all of them. Yeah. 
It's bizarre. Um, so that's what I've been up Instagram. to. Just venting about Instagram. I don't know. Once TikTok maybe adds pictures. I don't know if that would fix it though. I don't know what the solution is. But I thought the solution was you just have the Reels tab on the bottom. If I want to watch Reels, I'll click mm-hmm. over there. And then you keep the first thing, photos, and maybe some Reels. Like I, I don't mind an occasional one here and there. But like Allison, I think on our Patreon episode for February, you were saying like you would just scroll on your feed and it was all Reels. And I was like, oh, that hasn't happened to me. Yeah. And you're like, even reels that are people I don't follow. And it's like, you might like this reel because you follow this account. I've gotten those now. It happened. <sighs> yep. Based off people you follow because you liked this. I'm like, that's what the Explore tab is for. Yeah. I will. I will go there if I want It's that. so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I even saw this TikTok yesterday talking about how, I mean, you've been saying, you know, smart creators spend the majority of their time on TikTok a little bit elsewhere. But before it was even majority on TikTok, then Instagram, then elsewhere. And now they're literally saying TikTok, then Pinterest, then Instagram. Because Whoa. Pinterest, but I've been plugging Pinterest for a while. So I you kind have of like, it. okay. You've been on this. Yeah, like I weirdly get, usually my monthly visitors on Pinterest is between like 500,000 and a million. And that's like very different than what I get on Instagram. But like one of my, a random pin that I made of me and Peaches getting coffee has like 1.3 million views. I'm like, what? Why this? But Pinterest has the feature that TikTok does where things can like really go viral on there. Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, one person pins it and then it's on everyone's feed and it just like can keep growing and growing and growing. Kind of like Visco, you know, if everyone keeps mm-hmm. redoing it. And Instagram doesn't really have that as much. So now they're saying like to really put time into Pinterest because, you know, it, it's so nice. They can just link right to your website. The app covers that okay. I made way back. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Um, That's one of my top pins too. It has like 400,000. And I like that's <laughs> definitely all the business that I got for those app covers is because of Pinterest. Like it wasn't from Instagram. Yeah, because in theory, you want to link your pins that do really well back to whatever platform it came from. So if it's a photo of you and Peaches, you would link it to your Instagram. Or maybe if it was a TikTok, you would link. Is that like what they're saying? Or your website, I guess, what you said. Yeah, website or a product or your blog. But most people don't know. Maybe you don't even know this. This is a fun little social media tip for anyone. So if you go to any of your pictures on your feed and then you click the three dots and then you hit share to, you know how that little thing comes up on the Mm -hmm. bottom? You can just scroll over and hit Pinterest and it will just public like your exact Instagram post straight to Pinterest. You don't have to like remake a whole pin, type in everything. You can repurpose it in like two seconds. Oh, that's a great tip. Well, thank you. Because you know it's annoying to be like, oh, I have to post this on this account and then this account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I think I struggle with the whole world of content. It's like, ah, oh, got to post this here. That's why I'm like, maybe I'll do reels at some point. But right now I can't do reels. It's just too much reposting. Your reels have a lot of views though. I mean, it's just... But I guess what you're saying is like they were mostly TikToks that you kind of made into a reel as instead of intentionally making them as a reel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's working for you. Maybe we'll start soon. But I guess that's what I've been up to. (laughs) Bitching about Instagram as always. I love that you're watching TV. It makes me happy because maybe we can watch something similar and then we can chat on here. But something not Euphoria, I haven't apparently. been watching. Yeah, yeah, not Euphoria. <laughs> I used to really like The Bachelor. I'm out on The Bachelor. I don't watch it anymore. Did you ever watch The Bachelor? Not one episode. I got into it from living in a sorority house. I never watched it before college. Mm. Sophomore year when I was living in the house, watched my first season. So fun. It is so fun watching The Bachelor with other people because everyone's just like screaming at the TV. Like no one's actually taking it seriously, but it's just like hilarious. And then watched it in college again with my roommates. Went to a few watch parties in New York. That would be fun. Yeah, watch parties are fun. I will say girls at watch parties for The Bachelor can be mean. They can be so mean. And like, there's a point where it's like joking mean about making fun of like a contestant or something. Then there's comments or like, oh my God, this person's not joking around. Like they really hate this person. Oh my God. I've had friends cry over (laughs) The Bachelor. Like the person they wanted didn't win. Like it was literally Ben Higgins season with like JoJo and I don't even know who won. But I remember my friend cried because JoJo didn't win. I'm like... (laughs) That's like, too much. Maybe that's a red flag. <laughs> Honestly, if we're tying it back into today's episode, that might have been a red flag because that friend did end up being a little crazy. 
<laughs> but yeah, that is that is one thing. Red I'll say flag. Those parties. Cries over the bachelor. Over their favorite contestant not winning. <laughs> like, I'm like, you don't even know this person. Like, they're probably so happy they got second place and have to be engaged this loser, honestly. Like, if you were to go on The Bachelor, second place is the best move. Like, that is the best way to just milk that cow, get what you need out of the show, but walk away without having to be engaged to someone that you barely know. And then have everyone cancel you because you broke off the engagement five months later. Yeah. Isn't that what happens? I don't know. Yeah, I think people get mad when they are engaged for a year and then never get married. It's like, did you really think? Like, we all know what we're here for. (laughs) We're here for the Instagram followers. We're here for the clout. Like, let's not lie to ourselves. Yeah, that's what I think of that show. It's just like (laughs) everyone wanting clout pretty much. Yeah. But no, I'm excited you're watching TV. We'll find a show that we like that we can both watch. I'm watching Peacemaker. It's like a comic book show on HBO Max. Love HBO Max. And I want to get into Succession. That'll be the next show that I watch. Have you heard of Succession? I haven't heard of either of those. I don't know. You don't like Marvel stuff, right? Like superhero. Do you like the superhero stuff? No, I just like science and space. Okay. Then don't worry about Peacemaker. It's another <laughs> superhero one. And Succession you might like. It's like a drama. I don't know. It's based off of like a really rich family and all their rich people problems. But it's like juicy and apparently really good. Connor mm. loved it. So he's going to rewatch it with me. That's what I've been up to. I feel, okay, this is the last thing on the TV thing, but going with how I feel like I really went off the deep end with it because I've used my mom's Netflix account for a while. That's like really all I had. And this is how I really am upset with myself. I asked my dad for his HBO login or Hulu, whatever whatever Euphoria is on. HBO, uh-huh. HBO, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I've really became a TV person because my dad's had that like the whole, since, I, you know, years. And I've never once logged in. I was like, wow, damn. I really jumped to the other side. HBO is the way to go. It's so much better (laughs) than Netflix. You'll be happy if you, I don't know. If I had to rank my streaming preferences, Netflix would be like last. I don't know why. It's just more immediately. I guess HBO, Disney Plus, because I I like having the the other Marvel, Marvel superhero shows. (laughs) (laughs) I like watching those. Yeah. And then Netflix. I guess what else is there? That's all I watch. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I feel like my go-to before this last month of watching TV, which whatever, besides the point, I kind of was into watching YouTube videos like mm-hmm. that. I would like to throw on like Delaney Childs or my favorite like Korean girl who just had like ASMR videos of her like chopping vegetables and yeah. cleaning her house. Very therapeutic to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It's funny that you say you like watching YouTube too. I haven't gotten into that ever really, but I do have friends that like no Netflix, no HBO, strictly just like YouTubers. I feel like there's a lot of people out there like that. Our listeners will also have to let us know because one of our listeners that is a customer of the store, she was telling me how badly she would want us to film the episodes and put them on YouTube because her favorite way to listen to podcasts is to watch them on YouTube. And I was like, I literally didn't even really know that was a thing. Yeah. Like, I know Joe Rogan does that because it like is in my Spotify. Mm-hmm. But I've never thought about like looking up a podcast on YouTube. I know. I don't do that either because I'm just very much like podcast. I'm on the go, on the go, 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 mm-hmm. like in the airport driving. But if you are from home or if you're like sitting at your desk, like I, I know... I have a friend who throws it up on his monitor, like on his other TV, just podcasts all day and watches them while working. So we'll see. I'm not sure if that's what we'll do. Yeah, I was like, you don't want to see how we look right now. I like look off the (laughs) side and like staring out the window for like every single thought I have. Then I like look randomly look into the camera. I'm like, this is not cute. (laughs) There's way less pressure too when you're not on video. I feel like we can just like think and not have to worry about. But you'll get some edited TikToks. If you want to see us on video, go to the TikTok. You can see some there. Oh, that was that was our longest intro of all time. I think that was the longest intro of all time, but I think we can go right into our peaks of the week. Do you have one off the top of your head? Um, mine was honestly probably this morning, a few seconds ago. I was running late to recording, as I do, and I didn't have any food this morning, as I do. We're working <laughs> on it. <laughs> also, Clay has me trying to eat more vegetables this week, so I'll keep you guys updated. Um... And I was like, crap, how am I going to record for a couple of hours? I've, I've only had three cups of black coffee in my system and absolutely no food. And I'm already running late. Shit, I like really messed this up. And then I was like, oh my God, Rally Coffee is like right next door and they're just going to have something for me. I just know it. I'm going to pull up and there's going to be a front row parking spot and they're just 
going to have a vegan thing in there, even mm-hmm. though I have no reason to believe that. I pulled up in that cute little, you know, those little pastry things, mm-hmm. a little clear. I was like, what are the chances any of these are plant-based? He's like, oh, they're not plant-based, but they're all vegan. I was like, oh, that's the same <laughs> That's the same thing. I, honestly, I, like, I wouldn't know either. So like, I'm just <laughs> laughing because like, I could see me saying that. Like, I could be that dumb to do that. <laughs> and I was like, wait, for real? I'll take one. He's like, do you want anything to drink? And I was like, you know what? I'm already late. It's already going to be very obvious why I'm running late. I'll take an iced oat milk matcha while we're at it. And he's like, you know, you just got to say that that dang barista, he was taking his time. He wasn't paying attention. The guy in line in front of you couldn't make up his mind. It was absolutely not your fault. And I was like, yep, you get me. And then they dropped it. And then I had to to remake it. And there wasn't any made. So, you know, hand milk the oats. (laughs) All of it. And that's why I'm late. And that is why I'm 10 minutes late. No, that's perfect. It is. You literally have to think that it's going to happen. If you guys have not read You're a Badass, she literally talks about that, specifically with parking. You pull up and you think there's going to be a front row spot. There's going to be a front row spot. And there's going to be a vegan pastry waiting in the case. And oh, this worked for um, my pop-up last weekend too. That was also my peak. The Saturday pop-up went amazing. And that morning I wrote down a very random number of what I wanted in sales, like not an even number I had no real calculations for why I wanted this exact sales number, but I wrote it down and I was like, that's what it's going to be. 100%. I just know. And at the end of the day, I was closing the store and I was $20 short of that. And I was like, honestly, amazing. What a great estimate. Like I will so take that. And I didn't go downstairs and lock the door because I was waiting for Clay to get home. I don't know. And I was like tidying up and this girl comes running in and she was like, oh my God, I'm so late, but the door was still open. Could I come and shop around? And she was like one of my regulars. And I was like, oh my God, please do. And then she spent $75. And so then I hit the goal and it was just, I was like, how did this happen? That is crazy. Manifestment. Which I think we need to do a whole episode on our like 101 guides or pointing you in the right direction. People who taught us how to manifest, we're not experts, but just talking about this right now, I'm like, oh, we got to get on that one. We got to do a whole episode on that. Because everyone deserves this. Yes. And it gets to be that easy. Yes. And we did have Michaela J on, which I'll link the episode in the show notes. I can't remember which number it was, but she's a professional manifestation coach and has her own podcast. So in the meantime, you can start there. And I have another good one that the friend I met for coffee this morning recommended that's a lot about manifestation. I screenshot it. It's called Expanded. The Expanded Podcast to Be Magnetic by Lacey Phillips. It's a leading manifestation podcast. All right. I don't know. I'm going to have to check it out. I'm excited. Okay, cool. I think my peak okay, your week. peak. <laughs> yes. Okay, my peak. Just the fact that I am trying to embrace the cold. I'm trying to do more things, get out there more. So like I'm doing my makeup every single day, like trying to get cute every single day, which I know I put on jeans anyways, like to work from home, but I'm just like trying to do more of that. Like get out and take cute pictures, get out and go grab matcha, even though like do I need to spend literally $8? Mine's $8 with oat milk, whatever. Do I need to go spend $8 on a matcha latte? If it makes me happy, if it gets me out of my house, like honestly, I'll cut other places. So I think my peak was just like getting matcha yesterday, taking some cute pics, getting the sunshine. That's going to keep me through till spring. And I posted on a caption that I think you commented on, Allison, like we just got to channel vacation energy. When you're on vacation, you're going out and you're getting a coffee every single day. You're, I don't know, getting outside your house like you're happy just trying to find those moments in the everyday life it's hard I feel like when we made our how to stay warm and cozy it hadn't hit us yet right so we were like we were still channeling cute cozy winter vibes and I'm like I need to take my own advice because I'm getting a little bitter about the cold no to be honest I'm ready for it to be over I always hate February I'm sorry if your birthday's in February or if like you love February I'm seriously apologizing right now, but it's just like, it's like, we're so close. And it just drives Maybe that's why on. they made it the shortest month. Honestly, like, you know what? I think they did. That makes so much sense. <laughs> that is science. Like we'll just get through this as quick as possible so that, because March just feels better than February. Yes. It does. I think March is a great month, not just because that is my birth month at all, but I just think it's a great month. <laughs> the spring break. Yeah. My birthday was always on spring break. Like, you cannot tell me that. That, that is awesome. That, it's great. You love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Enough rambling. Your guys' peaks. Anna turned 21 and had a great time going out with friends, especially some that she doesn't see often. Happy birthday. We hope you had the best time. 
Rain said, I got my first listing as a real estate agent. Congratulations. Jess said, I just booked a trip to Disneyland with my new college best friends for spring break. Yay. Have so much fun. Soak up the sun. Ride some rides. Take some pics with princesses. Christina said, doing a photo shoot for Women's Best Fitness was the peak of my life. That is insane. Like the whole Women's Best, like what magazine or like, yeah. Congratulations. Wow. Crazy accomplishment. Major congrats. That's awesome. As always, hop on our Instagram to send in your peek every week. And now finally, 30 minutes later, (laughs) we're going to get in today's episode. Red flag rambles. Red flag never lets you talk. Talks in 30 minutes about (laughs) stupid, boring stuff that you don't want to hear about. (laughs) Cut them off. No, I think, like I mentioned earlier, we just wanted to go through these green flags, red flags. Maybe you're currently reevaluating a friendship. Maybe you're looking for new friends and your game's a little rusty. You don't know what to look for. Here you go. We're going to help you ask people who have had a few friends here and there. We're going to go through what we think should be important. Maybe what shouldn't be as important. Love that. Well, I'll just start right in. Um... (laughs) In my research, I did find a book called Big Friendship, semicolon, How We Keep Each Other Close, which highlights the importance of companionship and platonic relationships, despite how much work and effort they take. And I was just thinking, you know, sometimes friendships, they can feel like a lot of work because they are like it's a it's a relationship with another human being. And for some reason, you know, when it's a romantic relationship, we don't really think about, oh, well, it is a lot of work, like going on these dates or like getting to know each other because we know that they're a lot of work. So we've like accepted that. But sometimes in the friendship world, you forget that you also kind of have to go through that like dating process and like getting to know each other and like maybe some will work and some won't. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I think we all think like, oh my gosh, that's that person should be my friend. This is so easy. We're immediately going to click and there won't be any ups and downs. Yeah. But they're dynamic. Exactly. And with that, it's like once you're kind of in your later 20s or in your 20s, it's like maintaining your friendships is just as equally as important as seeking out those friendships. And I feel like that's where, at least personally for me, I'm finding the most difficulty is like, oh my gosh, I have to like keep these friendships alive past all the memories that we've had together and all the time that we spent together. It's like, oh, now how do I like keep these going? Make sure that they're relationships I want to keep going, all of that. Yeah, it's hard. It's kind of like how we always talk about starting a project is fun. Launching a business is fun. Making the new friend is fun. The honeymoon stage is fun. But maintaining it mm-hmm. is like a whole different story. And so I think that's kind of what we're going to get into today. Yeah. Okay. Take it away. What's your first one? Okay, cool. Well, I think one of the most important things I feel for a good friend or what a green flag in a friend is. And writing this one down literally took me back to being in sorority recruitment. And like, if you aren't familiar with joining a sorority, when you're a new person at the school and you want to join, you have to go in every single house and like have conversations with the girls and kind of like get a feel for where you think you fit in the most. And the ones that were green flags to me were places that I totally felt that I could be myself in the conversation versus the houses where I was like, oh, I'm definitely like, playing a little more to this characteristic or I'm like playing more to this side of me and that's not really like fully me. So I think number one green flag is that you can be yourself in any situation. You don't feel like you have to put on a mask or put on a front to tap into like this little percentage of who you are. Like if someone's talking way more about a certain category or characteristic of yourself and you're like, oh, that's not really me, but I'll like really push in on that just to be this person's friend. Like, no, just who you are raw, real yourself. That's a green flag for me. I love that. The sorority was a very good example. Yeah. Because you are, you're talking to so many people and you're trying to be relatable. So you're trying to find that common ground. But I think it is important to be like, okay, you like that. I like this. We can still vibe even if we don't have have to fake it. Mm -hmm. Um, A green flag for me is... So when you first become friends with someone, I feel like you really document that friendship and you like plan it out. Like, okay, we're going to, you know, go to the coffee shop at this time, or we're going to go thrifting at this time at this day. And you like kind of get all ready. And it's like a date, like as it would be in a romantic relationship, like you really have to plan it out. And then you maybe take more photos or you kind of maybe show on social media that you were hanging out. And then over time, you actually do less and less. You just, the makeup comes off, you're wearing your sweatpants, 
You're just dropping by each other's houses. It's not as much of a thing. And I feel like for me, that's kind of when it crosses that line of like, okay, we're cool. Like we're like real friends now that we don't have to plan everything so much and make it like a show where we're just here enjoying each other's company. And sometimes that actually looks more like just sitting on the couch talking, Mm -hmm. going for a walk and like you're not even really doing anything. You're just spending time together. Absolutely. And it totally, that's funny you say like documenting it because I never thought about that, but it's so true. It's like the new friendships or the friends you haven't seen in a while. It's like you're going to dinner and you're posting like a mirror selfie. And then like over time, it's maybe you have like an hour and you just go over for dinner or something. And you're not posting that all the time on your Instagram stories or sharing that with the world, which you can, but that is like a really interesting connection that I've never made. So yeah, that's a good one. Because it's almost like it's more normal. Like Mm -hmm. so you're not thinking to document because you're like, oh, we do this all the time. Yeah. Same with like in a romantic relationship, like the more you start hanging out with someone, you're not like every single day going to be like, let's take pics. Oh, I have to (laughs) show I'm with this person because you're like, we're literally always together. Right. That's so true. Okay. Amazing. A green flag for me is that this person makes you feel good when you're around them. I can't see how you could get super far into a friendship without having this green flag, but I think it's a good thing to just point out when you're with them, they're not belittling you or making like snarky comments. Just all around the vibes are good. You connect on some level where they kind of lift you up and being around them makes you happier. How cute. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you feel refreshed after. You feel good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word, refresh. Like you should never feel drained after hanging out with a friend. That's a green flag friend. Couldn't agree more. And usually that drained feeling is the result of red flags, mm-hmm. which we don't get to, but you know, like violating boundaries or them giving more than they're taking or taking more than they're giving, et cetera, et cetera, is what can then lead you to feeling depleted after spending time together. Yes. Um, A green flag for me would be that they cheer you on and that their wins are your wins. Like they're super excited for you when you get that promotion or you're going to go on that trip or you've done that thing. Like they're there to hype you up, even if that's not something like maybe they even totally understand or maybe that's like not something they're into, but they realize that it's very important to you. So they make it important to them. Yeah. Sometimes, like you said, you might not understand like what exactly an executive promotion or whatever thing that they got is, but you're excited and you send them a note or like even a text or you can send them like flowers or something. It doesn't have to be actual gift or anything, but just letting them know that you're on their side. I love that one. Another one kind of along those lines, it's a balanced relationship and you briefly touched on that. Like they're not taking too much, but a green fly for me is that the relationship is balanced in some way. Again, I don't think I personally have a way that I measure this, but I feel like you can always tell. Like in my head, it's like there's equal communication. You're doing something nice for them. It doesn't need to be returned immediately. Like it's not like a IOU or anything, but I feel like you can tell when someone's like asking you for a lot and you like don't really ask them for anything or maybe they dump a lot on you and like never cheer you on when you do something good. I don't know. It's again, there's no like way. I feel like you can visually or write down measure this, but it's just something you can feel when a relationship is balanced. Agreed. And there might be seasons where maybe they're like a little off balance because maybe that person's going through a bad breakup or they're moving or something like that. But if the friendship longevity should feel balanced over in time. Yeah. Like I've had a time where I had a friend who literally apologized. She's like, I am so sorry. I feel like I always call you and I'm like crying and upset. And I'm like, I know that you are going through like a horrible situation right now. Like I'm not going to take that out on you because like it had been like six months to a year where this person just like always called me when they're upset. And I'm like, that is not a situation where it's like they're taking too much from me because I know that they're going to come around and they're going to get out of the situation. And like, Mm -hmm. we're still going to be really good friends. But literally, yes, there are times where that person's going to come to you. But as long as you can like see that it's going to come around, that person's going to get back in the balance. Yeah, it's temporary. So if you are the person that's really leaning on your friends lately, don't feel like you need to apologize if like you're really going through it. I am sure they understand because it happens to all of us. Like there are going to be times when you really need a lot of support. I mean, as long as you can, I don't know, 
Because I don't feel yeah, like get that's yourself taking. to a point where you can. Yeah. Clay and I call it passing the torch back and forth. Because uh-huh. for some reason, him and I are always on like different wavelengths. Like he'll have a day where he's like really tired and like just kind of beating himself up and not motivated. And I'm like, no, come here. We're going to go do this thing. Let me give you a massage. Like, let's go do something fun. And I can like shake him out of it. And then it's like the days that I'm feeling that way and like really need some support and just like a hug and a shoulder to cry on. And he can do that for me. Yeah. And so it's just cute because we're like, like, you know, in a relay race. I'm like, okay, you go, you do the lap. Like, I can't do that thing today. You go do it. And then I'll be rejuvenating, getting myself taken care of. And then I can do that for him. Yeah. And maybe like if you took a lap, maybe it was like a lap and a half and like you needed Clay to carry you like a lap and a half. But then like maybe (laughs) he broke his ankle and he just needs to be carried like a half lap. As long as you're still like passing the torch, like passing the responsibilities back and forth. I don't think it matters like what the distance is or like how much... Mm work it actually is because I know I'm saying balance and in a balance like it means the same weight but I don't think every single time in a friendship like it means you're doing exactly like a one the same. for one yes exactly yeah. so exactly well my next one that kind of ties off of that is like let's say you have a goal like you tell your friend okay on this one like I'm not going to be I'm going to be trying to do dry January or I want to make it to four yoga classes in a week. And then you're hanging out or you're doing something and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm running late to my yoga class. The red flag to me would be like the friend being like, oh my gosh, no, we're having fun. Like you can skip it. You don't need to do it. Or you're like out at the bar and it's like, just have one drink. Come on, you're stressed. It's Friday night. Like, I feel like those things are okay, but not if you've made it a verbalized goal that you're like trying to achieve something and your friend is fully aware of that goal or that boundary that you've set. And they're like deliberately um, trying to kind of get you to violate that or tiptoe on it. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm kind of saying it from the red flag thing, but the green flag was just (laughs) like, they don't let you self-sabotage and they help you reach those goals. Like they're going to be the person that's like, oh my gosh, okay, we're running late. Like you better go get to that yoga class or like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to come over on Friday night and I know you're not drinking. So I've picked up like some cute stuff for mocktails and I got like Chinese takeout so that we could have fun doing the thing that you're trying to work towards. Right. It's like they can respect what your goals are without trying to like do what's better for them. Because yeah, it might be better for them if like there's more people drinking and it's more fun. It's like, is that a good friend? We all know that kind of person. So yeah, good to avoid. Yeah. And I think last one for me is just literally echoing off that. They respect your time, your energy, and your space. Respecting your space is a big one. I think some people, when they get a new friendship, they're very eager and they want to just hang out all the time and, you know, see you all the time and do a lot. But it's like, okay, I can't be the fun, perfect, amazing friend that I am if I don't like recharge my batteries. So I think just being respectful of people's space, respectful of their goals and how you can not be, an, I don't know, an inhibitor of that or how you can be a good supporter. So yeah, just someone who's respectful. I love that. Switching over to red flags now? Yeah, let's go to red flags. Okay. <laughs> let's just shit talk. Because I have, a, <laughs> I have a red flag to play off of that one. Yes. Is when the person doesn't really let you be your own self. So kind of like the extent of what you were just saying or like they're excited and they're trying to hang out all the time. But it comes to the point where they're like, kind of like morphing into you and doing all the things you do and the places you go to and trying to like befriend all of your friends and your family and maybe like your workout studio. It's kind of like, I've just had it a lot where people like, of course your friends, you're going to like have interests and kind of do some of the same things. But I've had people like morphing into me and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I am one person and I know we're hanging out a lot and like we're, we're bouncing ideas and stuff. But I feel like you're like trying to like become me and it's freaking me out. I know exactly the type of person you're talking about because I had a friend like that who had a lot more red flags than green flags. But one (laughs) of the red flags is the exact same thing. Like I had expressed interest in a certain workout studio. And then all of a sudden, like her, me and my other friend, like she roped her into like, we're all going to my workout studio. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I don't need to see you here every single day. Like, like we're all getting free trials at like this. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I think it just must be a personality type that some people have because, and they must meet, need to like figure out how to be more aware of that because I totally know what you mean. And I don't think they mean harm. I don't know why that sounds fun to like get all up in someone else's space, like with every activity and thing that they do. That just does not sound fun to me. 
Yeah, I would feel like very awkward, like bombarding someone and being so overbearing into their life. But it's like you get, we know that type of person. Yeah. Like the red flag of like trying to be like too close with your mom or your siblings or like your boyfriend or your partner where it's like, well, you're really like stepping into my whole zone here. Yeah. Like I, you're not letting me have like anything to myself. Yeah, that's a big red flag for me. Same. So like I, that's, that kind of for me, I kind of start to just like draw a line because mm-hmm. I've had it happen like multiple, multiple times. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just attract people who are like very impressionable or they're like maybe like right. a little lost and then I'm helping them. But the only way I'm like helping them is like, making them more into the things I'm into. But then I, as a individualist for, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> got to draw the box, line in the sand. We need some differentiation going on here. That's a good word for it. It's impressionable. That's exactly what it is because we all influence each other. Like we all have things that we will inherently influence someone into. And I think just some people get more influenced than others. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. The, yeah, I think it's the difference of them being like, wait, do I actually like it? Or am I just seeing that person like it? Mm-hmm. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think back to the green flag, it's like, just look for look for people who are going to respect the things that you maybe like to do alone or the things that are yours and don't need to be everyone. Yeah. Because that's kind of what makes it like your thing is that's just something you do maybe by yourself yeah. or it's like a niche interest that you have. And the reason you like it is because it's your thing. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm picturing like if you like to go to a coffee shop by yourself on the weekends, it's like. <laughs> like this is like my one coffee shop that I've yeah. been going to forever. Or like some like how my sister is getting into those Legos. Like I'm not going to suddenly just like start getting into Legos to try to like one up her with her like newfound niche interest. Yeah. Like I'm going to let her have that. Yeah. And if you, maybe you are impressionable and you really now like Legos too, go do that. But you don't need to like give updates this person every single time or like make it feel like it's a competition. We're not saying you can't like stuff that this person influenced you to like, maybe go to a different Lego store or like just, (laughs) yeah. I think it's that. It's like, yeah, you can like coffee too. You can like go sitting at a coffee shop as well. But it's like, what are the odds that you just happen to stumble upon the one that I set out every single Sunday? day from 12 to 2 and now you're at my table and now we're sitting together it's like space respect the space because then it kind of makes that person not want to tell you things yeah because you feel like they're going to just like violate that boundary you're immediately on the defensive now it's like I don't want to not include you in stuff but I like doing something I feel like you're gonna kind of take it from me if I yeah yeah it's a, that's a very big dynamic red flag because it goes into so many areas. And like you said, Kara, they probably don't have bad intentions. But when it becomes like too many things, you're kind of just like overwhelmed. Right. And then you're in deep and you're like, I don't like, how do I uninvite them from our Sunday coffee dates? How do I? Yeah. Now, are, now sudden, they have a membership Sunday at the yoga dates. studio. Yeah. yeah. Just don't now have any sudden, friends ever. You can never <laughs> have this happen. <laughs> No, it's funny because the whole time you're saying this, I can think of like a couple different people who I've had that happen with. Because it's so awkward because they just want to like spend time with you and they, they're just trying to do stuff that you like. But they suddenly now are obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> and so how do you like tell them without hurting their feelings or making it not seem personal? Right. So I think probably the tip after even I was saying it out loud is to try to maybe be clear on that as soon as possible into the friendship so that it doesn't get to a point where you're in so deep that there's no going back. I think a really good tip with that, literally just piggybacking off of that thought is like when you're meeting up with friends or hanging out with new people, like literally always meet somewhere new. Like don't take them to like your places. Mm -hmm. Like go try a new workout studio that just opened or like go get coffee at a new place that you've been wanting to explore. Then you can never get burned. I think that's a good solution. That's actually really amazing. And then that becomes your place together. Yeah. And it's not like they're stepping into your place or vice versa. Yeah. I love that. And it's like a new exploration of your city, etc. <laughs> okay. Into the next red flags. We just had a lot of thoughts <laughs> on that one. Again, kind of like what we've already been saying. This person's an energy vampire and you feel drained after hanging out with them. I think another red flag that kind of goes on to this one is like they like to argue. I've had friends that can have like 
civil discourse. Maybe, honestly, I feel like it's always in like a drinking setting where people just get like a little more, I don't know, riled up. And it doesn't always need, it never really feels as serious. But like friends like to argue about things just at random times. Like when you're grabbing coffee or like hanging out with other people, it's kind of a red flag to me because I'm like, why are we going to argue? <laughs> like, why can't we just like, if you don't like something or disagree with something, that's very lighthearted. Obviously, you can have disagreements about like if someone hurt your feelings or whatnot. But like, I don't know, red flag for me is just people who are always finding things to argue about because I don't know. It's not fun. That's like, that's an energy vampire to me. Characteristic is someone who's like always trying to like have discourse. It's like, oh my gosh, let's talk about the thing that we agree on. Like, let's, let's focus there. I think you saying that reminds me of a green flag, which is getting to know the person and like what maybe they really don't like or do like, because I know now after knowing you way better and like working with you more and whatever, is that you really like your relation or your friendships to be playful and like carefree and fun and you know, void of disagreements. And I'm not as much like that. I could, no, not like argue all day. I just love like a good heated little getting to the bottom of something. Like it's kind of, it's really stimulating for my mind. Like, Uh what do you call like in debate class? Like not, you're not actually like upset at the other person, but I like love to get to the bottom of a topic Mm -hmm. or a thing. And it doesn't really make me feel uncomfortable, but I know that like, that is not your cup of tea. So like for our friendship, I'm like, okay, we will never like, well, we won't go there. It won't get brought up because I know that you don't like that. Mm -hmm. But then I have like, say other relationships where I'm like, ooh, like me and Bryce, like my stepbrother, like we can definitely like kind of push each other's buttons and like laugh about, I don't know, like some disagreement things because we, it, I don't know, we like that, I guess. Yeah, I think honestly, it depends on like every situation, but I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Just like getting to know the person. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to think about the difference between like calling someone on their stuff. Like if they do something wrong, I don't know. I have the perfect example. I know what you're talking about. When you lived in New York and we got back from Columbia and there was that one friend of yours who I was pronouncing some Spanish word wrong and she just kept... Correcting you. Like, yeah. Yeah, She kept arguing with you that you were saying it wrong. I'm just like, it is not that And I was like, okay, I know I'm saying it wrong. I don't speak Spanish. I can't do the the, the thing. Yeah. And it's not important to the story how I'm pronouncing it. Yeah, like I love a fun debate. But it's like, I think it's just the red flag is being a know-it-all. I think that's what it is. Okay. Like someone who just wants to argue about like, well, this is why this is right and you're wrong and like you're dumb for thinking that. We get it. Like you're so smart and great. (laughs) You know everything. Yeah, I think that that was in those exact same person that we're talking about. So, oops. That's you. She'll literally never listen. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, like arguing over things that are minute. We get it. Like, I don't know. Like, I just... It just wasn't important to the story how I was pronouncing that. And it was like, okay, you made your point that's how you say it or whatever versus like, oh, have you thought about why like maybe a vegan diet isn't great for everyone? And you're like, no, I actually haven't thought that. Yeah, like that. we and love like that good... person educates you. And then yeah. yeah, you kind of like teeter back and forth on your knowledge or your beliefs about yes. it. Yeah, it's the know-it-all for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the red flag. Bottom of the line, which I've said that like a million times before on the podcast, but I just, it's just triggering. It's like, oh my God. I was going to say, you're it, so it smart and you're so cool. <laughs> like, I wish I could be as smart as you. I think that's also extra triggering for you is because you had that person in your life for so long. So it's like <laughs> scarring to you. Like, I think no one really likes a know-it-all. Like, it's not really fun, but you like had to experience a know-it-all individual all up in your business for so long that <laughs> it's like scarring, which I mean, in any relationship, relationship, platonic, romantic, whatever, you're probably going to be scarred by a red flag and you're going to be hyper aware of that going into future relationships because you're like on the defense. Yes. I was always on the defense, always walking on eggshells with this person. That's so true. That's probably exactly why I keep thinking about it because I'm like, oh my God, red flag is just like that. Yes, for sure. I didn't want to say (laughs) that person, but like kind of. (laughs) That That's really harsh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they had some good characteristics too. What do we say? The person's not toxic. A part of them yes. or parts are toxic. Yes. A, she was just three-fourths of the red flag. Yeah. Like, I feel bad. That person's a good person. They just <laughs> weren't super self-aware. That's, it's the lack of self-awareness yeah. for me. That's another one. All right. Maybe we should do a that few more. And then we can do a couple of rapid fire ones and then wrap up. What is your next red flag? I think a red flag for me is that you feel nervous to tell the friend something because you either think that they're going to judge you, be jealous of you, 
low-key kind of like steal your idea or like rain on your parade in a passive aggressive roundabout way. Like regardless of what it is, if you have that like gut feeling that you're just like kind of afraid to tell that person something good that's happening in your life because you feel like they're going to have a little bit of resentment in some way or another, that's a big red flag for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you can't share openly with that person. But if that's not the biggest red flag, I don't know what else is. It's like if you really can't share something and know that they're going to be supportive. It's like, all right. Like what are they offering you? Yeah. Then? Because that kind of seeps into everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cannot agree more with that one. I think another one that I've been experiencing lately, they only come to you when they need something. I mean, again, all about the balance, baby. Like if they haven't checked in in forever, but then need something on their time at the drop of the hat, like it's like, okay, maybe that friendship can die down a little bit. Yeah, I feel bad for you with that situation. <laughs> Maybe this is just me venting with all these red flags I'm having lately. It's fine. It's okay. I'm venting in roundabout ways too. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's up-to-date venting. It's just through the course of years with different individuals, just things that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Okay. What other red flags do you have? If you want to share any other ones, and then we could do a little rapid fire. Ooh, okay. I have a good one. In college, I feel like I made so many girlfriends that... Our friendship was kind of based on going out, like getting ready, going and doing the thing, going to the bars and like looking cute and just getting drinks. But there wasn't like actually much there to our friendship. It was more of like a social friend, which in college, like the, and maybe post, depending on your lifestyle, social friends are good if that's something that's important to you. But I'm just like at a place in my life now where I need my friendships to be a little deeper, like have some real talks and get to know each other and have a relationship that goes beyond the bar scene or happy hour or like our outfits. And There was so many people that I thought were good friends from college. And then either we hung out later or we just kind of drifted apart, but realizing like, yeah, we actually didn't have that much glue to our friendship Mm -hmm. because our friendship was based on superficial things. Yeah. And it's not to say that you can't meet someone in maybe one of those scenarios and then hang out outside of that. Maybe they're also trying to get away from that scene. And then you guys can find something, a common ground that you really like doing together. I think it's just like exploring that. And then, yeah, maybe you come to the conclusion. It's like, oh yeah, this is definitely just like a going out friend. There is not much else there, but I think you should. And it's kind of sad because there were some people that I was like, wait, I really thought we were like cool and deeper than that. But apparently that was kind of all you wanted to be friends with over. You didn't Mm -hmm. really want to do the other stuff. Yeah, which again, maybe just invite them out in another situation. If they bail, don't even take up the offer. I think that says it all right there. How about you? Any others? No. I think we've hit a lot of really good red flags. I think we can do a really quick few fun ones, green or red flag, if you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Doesn't answer text messages. Is that a green flag or red flag? What do we think? Contrary to popular answer, I'm going to say it's a green flag because (laughs) I don't answer texts, but it's because I'm invested in what I'm doing. Like Mm -hmm. I went to a class this morning and I went and got coffee with a friend. Now I'm here talking to you. And after this, I might be meeting my dad and then I'm going to go to yoga with my stepbrother. And so I just don't answer texts and I don't answer emails. And it's because I'm trying to be present in real life. And so I'm just not that good at answering them because I want to meet the person and actually chat with them in a way that is more valuable. No, I don't think that's controversial at all. I was literally going to say something along the same lines of like, kind of just depends. Like if they don't answer your text, that's, I don't know, like vague. Like, hey, what are you doing in the first week of March? Or like something way farther out. But if you follow up and you're like, hey, are you alive? Or are you dead? And they don't respond. It's like, <laughs> okay, maybe that's a red flag. Because I've literally had that happen. I've texted someone. I'm like, are you there? Like, and literally got no response. I'm like, okay, I don't really know what to do at this point. Like, should I try Instagram? But yes, like... <laughs> I think communication is key Yeah, because I have a friend who's a big texter and right out of the gate, I was like, by the way, not a big texter. Please do not take it personally. I will leave you with eight texts on red. Just FYI, I won't even see them because I don't have notifications on my phone. Mm -hmm. Like I have the app covers designed. So like I literally can't see notifications. Mm -hmm. So if someone texts me, like I might not see it for three days. Yeah, Not even looking. I don't think it's a red flag until like, 
I don't know. It's ignoring. There's a yeah. difference between like not seeing and then deliberately ignoring. Yeah. So it's case by case. Next one <laughs> is friends with your ex. Is that a green flag or a red flag? That is waving the largest red flag of all times. Yeah. That is the biggest no for me. How do you feel? I like can't think of a situation where this has ever happened to me. So I'm going to have to go with that. I don't have an answer because I haven't had a friend who was friends with my ex. I don't know. I think that is weird. Okay, One or the other. This. Red or green flag is good friends with your current partner. I don't have that either. Okay. I would feel like maybe that's weird. I think it's weird if they're like trying to one-up you about being friends with your partner. It's like, cool. Like you guys are best friends forever. I don't know, right? Because Connor does not have any girlfriends. <laughs> Sorry. I'll just throw you under the bus, No, Connor. I mean like, well, that too. But what about like your friends being really good friends with Connor? Red or green flag? Probably a red flag, right? Like why do you need to be friends with my boyfriend? Thank you. Couldn't <laughs> agree more. Like honestly, Could you don't imagine on social media. I call Clay <laughs> and I'm like, hey Clay, do you want to go get lunch today? Like I know Alan. Allison's working and I'm just bored. <laughs> Screaming, crying, throwing up, vomiting. I would be so angry. I, like the thought, I, <laughs> Clay, I wouldn't even answer. <laughs> well, okay. Thankfully, Clay and I are very much on the same page about that. Yeah. Of like not being like buddy, buddy with each other's friends. But I had like, past partners where they like loved everyone being like super close and like having each other's phone number and Snapchat and like following each other. And okay, different example, but like going gift shopping for me, like together and then like getting lunch. I'm like, no, you you guys don't care about my gifts that much that you needed to go on a gift buying date for me. That's a no. I just, that is just weird to me. I'm, I'm sorry if someone's listening and they're like, no, but in this situation, like I swear it's different. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many people that you can be friends with. Like you need to be friends with my, my boyfriend. I think at the end of the day though, that falls back on the boyfriend or the partner. Like that's on them to, I don't know, nip that kind of stuff in the bud. Like I wouldn't really even blame the friend in that situation. I blame the partner. I blame both because like, why does your friend want to be such good friends with your partner? Yeah. Because I, I feel like it's putting your partner in an awkward position too. Yeah. Because if I'm like trying to be really close with Connor, he's probably like, well, I don't want to like make Kara upset by being like, okay, can you oh, tell your friend like to stop contacting me? Yeah. Yeah. And then them like not knowing how to react. So they're just like trying to be nice. But then of course, yes, they need to be self-aware enough to be like, oh yeah, she probably is trying to fuck you. Yeah. Yes. I think intentions and all that is like what you got to figure out. Like what, why does this person want to hang out with them? Yeah. It's just, okay. Even you and I, you know, we're not huge huggers, but like when you come over, like you don't hug Clay and like, I don't hug Connor. We're like, hey, sup? Now I'm <laughs> like, have I ever hugged Clay? I'm like, wait, have I? <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but like, I no. would never feel, okay, red flag. If you feel um, nervous to leave your friend and your partner alone together. Like mm -hmm. I know that if I like left you in place and there was like, oh, I have to go like run to the post office or something. I wouldn't be like, they're totally going to be flirting and like hook up while I'm gone. Like I would never ever think that. But if you have a friend that you get nervous to leave them alone with your partner, that is a huge red flag. Yeah, oh my gosh. Absolutely. If you left me and Clay alone, I'd be like, am I breathing too loud? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to wait to use the bathroom until Allison gets back. I don't want to like accidentally fart or something. That's literally what oh I Oh my gosh. About. I mean, yeah, when you were doing something when I was over and Connor was downstairs, I was like, hi, bye. Like, back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, honestly, maybe we could just do one last one. Um, if they don't have socials, are, is that a green flag or a red flag? Both. I know. Wait, I don't know how I feel about this one. As long as they're not being cynical as to why they don't have social media. Like, if they are just like, you know, I... I just, it's bad for my mental health. I don't have social media, but if they're like, social media is ridiculous. And if you have it, you're literally rotting your brain and you're so vapid. Like, I don't know how, why someone could have social media. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, that's a red flag. So I think it's the attitude as to why they don't have it for me. Yeah, that's 
a very good point because them feeling that strongly, like they probably have something to work on that's a little deeper than social media there. Yeah, or if it just comes across as like judgy or like superiority complex of like why. But I feel like most of the time if you don't have social media, it's just like, yeah, just just not into it. Or there's difference of had social media, figured out it wasn't good for them, deleted it. Yeah, then I feel like that's totally a green flag. I mean, me too. Honestly, props to you. Like if you had it, you're making money elsewhere. You feel like you have great relationships. You've connected with enough people in other circles and you don't feel like you need social media. All the power to you. Yeah. That's great. Couldn't be me. Wish it could. It's not. (laughs) I'm just trying to even figure out when I can go week out my phone. That's the next step. I need to like literally leave my phone, leave the country. But I don't even think you can do that these days. I feel like you have to have your phone. Anywho. Oh my God. Wait, RIP to the summer when I went to Europe for three months by myself and I had two phones because back then you didn't like trade in your new phone. You just like got a new one back when phones were like shitty little um, flip phones. But I had an iPhone 4 and I then I had one that was more of... What do you even call that? Like a prepaid or something. A track phone type thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I would like leave my iPhone at the hostel, just like in the locker. And then I would just take the track phone out with me to like make sure I didn't get kidnapped. Yes. And it was the most freeing thing of all time. So maybe that would be a possibility. Yeah. I was literally thinking that this morning. I'm like, if I went to Italy tomorrow and like didn't bring a phone, I feel like you would still need it mm-hmm. in the airports and stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But like your boarding pass. Yeah, like your boarding pass. But like then once you get there, maybe you just like, like you said, lock it up and then just take the flip phone or like no phone. I don't know. Weird. Sad. We're all addicted. Not all of us. Most of us are addicted. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. Tying this all up. I think this was a fun little refresh recap on how you can look for good friends and how you can spot out the ones that you need to distance yourself from a little bit. Agreed. Because we had we had someone ask us how to make and maintain friendships. And this wasn't really the exact answer, but maybe <laughs> it provided some roundabout insight for you. It's step one. You know, there's never always one answer. There's multiple steps. <laughs> and one of the steps is to just talk about funny things on why people have green red flags. <laughs> I think it should also maybe go to note that probably every person is very capable of having some red flags. Mm -hmm. And a lot of red flags can be turned into orange and then yellow and then green flags. Yeah. Because a lot of times people's red flags, like they don't know, they're not doing it to deliberately be red flags. Probably coming from trauma or some past relationship they were in or situational or they're not self-aware enough. But you could, through communication and deepening your relationship, you can totally change some of those aspects. Absolutely. So if you heard something today that you're like, ooh, that's definitely someone I know, don't think that you need to end the friendship. It doesn't need to be an end-all be-all. Maybe that can be switched around if you just let them know what you're thinking. So hopefully something resonated with you guys. Yeah. I'm going to say our quote from a few weeks ago, let them show you they've changed and help them grow. You guys can help each other grow and become better friends because when someone's being a good friend to you, you want to be a better friend in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lift each other up, grow together, learn together. That's what we're all about. Love that. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. That was another episode of Already Friends. Catch you guys next time. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.